0: This episode has been brought to you by Your Art, yourart.com.au, a gallery where you can choose from my artworks, co-create a special piece for your home, or you can get an abstract interpretation drawing of your own breasts. Jump on yourart.com.au.
1: Okay. Um, I'm happy to say at the beginning of this one, I'm still straighty 180. Yes, she is. This is going to be a deep dive with two very passionate lesbians. lesbians. Yeah, look,
0: guys, we've got Kiki. She's an amazing guest. Kiki Deluxe. Kiki Deluxe.
1: We've just recorded
0: up there in my top three episodes I reckon Mm -hmm. there's just passion 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 it was a good one we all got very het up we got very het up we talk about pussy licking we talk about the patriarch we talk about so many 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 cool things you absolutely need to get your strap-ons and strap yourselves
1: (laughs) in Hello everyone and welcome to episode 33 of the Your Say podcast. I'm so glad I'm introducing today because I'm not sure I'm going to get a word in edge <laughs> We have a guest on today we are very excited about. Um, we have got Kiki Deluxe and I am just going to go straight in and let this happen. Good morning Kiki, how are you?
2: I'm so good. I'm so pleased to be here.
1: Oh, we've got a a lot to talk about. (laughs) We've got a lot to talk about. Ladies, we have a
0: fellow lesbian in the house, but she's not just she's not just any, any actually, what are your pronouns? I should ask you. Oh, she her, please? She, her. I'm the same. Yeah. So, but she does like licking pussy, so we're going to get straight <laughs> into it. I knew it. Oh, I knew we'd look. go there
1: oh.
2: already. Oh. I really do. Oh. It's
0: true. So do I. Look, by the end of this, if we don't get Becky to at least consider trying it, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to suggest that this has been a failure. Um, I agree. <laughs> okay, Kiki, we are going to hand over to you and listen and try very hard not to interrupt too much. Tell us your story and why we're talking today
2: okay so my name is kiki deluxe and i am a lesbian i'm a late in life lesbian um i've started using the term firefly you know yeah comes out late I love yep. it um and i'm a lesbian recruitment officer although actually wow. more technically <laughs> a sapphic recruitment officer i prefer the term sapphic, can sapphic you- yeah we were we were talking about
1: that can you explain sapphic
2: yeah, I would love to. It's a really it's just a beautiful word. Like it, it sounds is. good to say and it's named for the the poet Sappho who was like one of history's great sapphics ironically enough um she lived on an island called lesbos where you know we all know an that ended up lesbian right yeah yeah um and she wrote poetry you know back in the day back in the greek day about how much she loved women Ah.
1: um yeah
2: and so the reason i like the term sapphic is it's quite broad so it's all about women who love women although a lot of um trans people and non-binary people do feel comfortable with that term as well so it it is kind of nice and broad it's about loving women so you can be like a full time lady lover uh, and like consider yourself a lesbian you can be a part-time lady lover and consider yourself bi or pan or you can just kind of not really know at all actually and yeah. <laughs> still be figuring it, out, figuring it out and still sit under the term saf- sapphic so yeah. ha- so i've never heard the
0: word until today and i completely mm. like own that but i love it and i love embracing a new word
1: i sapphic i'm just gonna say because yes. i like the word phallus oh for and fuck's I think sake they go side by side they quite do
2: nicely. not <laughs> <picky>. <laughs> They should never be anywhere near each other. Quite frankly, I feel like they probably come from the same period in history and the same part of the world. Yeah,
1: I think the Greek origins. Yes. Anyway, I I digress. You go. You go. So, So, a funny thing about me, just quickly, is I I, and I'm a sandwich lesbian,
2: right? Like, I dated women in my in my teens and early twenties, and then I dated men, and I married one, and then at age forty. I got back to it. I was like, oh, wow, I'm super gay. What do you know? Yeah. (laughs) Surprise! Um, The clarity of COVID, right? Yeah. Um, But back, I grew up in a place called Sapphire Beach, which is just north of Coffs Harbour. Oh, I know it well. Yeah, it's a beautiful part of the world. It's amazing. And in 1997, in the John Paul College computer room, where we'd all been explained that there was this thing called email, and you can make an email (laughs) address on a thing called Hotmail. The email address I made for myself was sapphism <gasps> at hotmail.com. Love <laughs> I was it. Because like, I live in Sapphire. It makes oh, sense. It, it, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was shocked when I realized I was super gay like 20 years later. Yeah, it's funny, isn't Can it?
1: Can I ask, because these stories always fascinate me. So you get married because obviously, Nikki, you got married. Mm-hmm. And what happened? I know you mentioned COVID. So, how did you you came to us? And I listened to this in your YouTube chat, which we need to plug actually, because people should go and watch that. Um, you were like, "Wow, I'm super gay." How did how did that come about? Look, it's it, one of those things. I think with any of our big life revelations, it
2: happens in a blinding flash, and yeah, it's right. also been building up for years, right? Like, I I was always attracted to women. I had dated women. I had slept with women. But there was a part of me that had shut that down as well. Because it's easier to move through the world if you're not gay. If (laughs) you conform, yeah. If you conform, if you like. And I'm a bit of a, I mean, this is just so funny, but I'm a bit outside the box in so many areas of my life anyway that for some reason, and, you know, I did love my husband. He's an amazing man. We're still best friends. He's an absolute legend. Um, But I had kind of, for whatever, for whatever reason in this part of my sexuality i decided to just go with the flow and the flow leads hetero yeah right yes. like that just it was easier and then uh, you know our marriage was breaking down for various reasons but you know one of the reasons was i wasn't attracted to him physically mm. anymore i wasn't happy in the marriage anymore and i had the call and yeah. I couldn't quite answer it yeah. until, honestly, until the clarity of COVID. Wow. When so you came like,
0: out in COVID?
2: I moved to a small town and I'd been out of the country for 10 years. I hadn't right. lived in Australia for 10 years. I'd been overseas. I was back for four weeks in March 2000. When did it all kick off? 2020. 20, 2020. Yeah, I, know I was that, back you. for four weeks to celebrate my 40th birthday. And two days before my birthday, they shut all the borders. Right. So I was like, um, and then they were like, you've got to stay home. Wow. I was like, I don't have a home. I live out of a suitcase. Now, <laughs> did I shit. hear correctly you're in Golden <laughs> Beach? That's just down the road from us. It's our, our Ocean Shores. Ocean Shores,
0: Ocean Shores. Ocean Shores, yeah, yeah
2: so north of, north of Byron Bay. So, yeah, so I was living in a small town and all of a sudden it was like, I don't know, COVID just gave me this call of whatever you've been putting aside, you cannot put it aside anymore. Because yeah. you'll, you'll have to sit at home with it all day, every day. And whatever you were doing to numb it or hide it or obfuscate it, yeah. Too bad, all that's gone now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. You know what I'd love? I'd love them to do a documentary on the sexual antics of all the things. Like, imagine all the affairs that had to
1: just stop mm. in their tracks because I of know, COVID. With like, COVID, yeah. Well, and, I know. and all the married
0: men that go down and get it off with the guys on the corner, and like, none of them would have been able to do any of that. Yeah. So mm. they would have been a lot of pent-up action. Like, I've never actually heard of what the statistics were around would be interesting. The breakups after mm. that. But yeah. someone should be studying that shit. I'm sure they are. we will come out. Well, Esther
2: Perel talks about COVID as a relationship accelerator. That's right. So if you were mm. gonna break up eventually, it happened. Like you realized you had to do it in COVID, right? Yeah. And in the same way if you were going to come out eventually <laughs> Yeah. I think you had to do it in COVID. Like it yeah. just made it clear. And yeah. Was there
1: anything, did it correlate with you turning forty? Was there an aspect of that that you'd you'd hit forty and it was like now, you know, I want to be me and Yeah. Look, absolutely. I think and so
2: I mostly work with women who are coming into themselves later in life right so mm-hmm. i talk about this a lot i think about this a lot i have a lot of opinions and thoughts on this um and a lot of it is you know that beautiful thing is you age and you just yes. figure yourself out and you yes. give less fucks and you yes. um decide that actually what you want is more important than what the world wants for you mm-hmm. yeah it's something about the aging into it absolutely and also honestly um and look great hashtag not all men but god when you've been dating men for 25 years or 30 years or whatever you're like and i'm done (laughs) i am finished
1: (laughs) next (laughs) yeah yeah you that's funny i think one (laughs) thing i've spoken about with a lot of women coming onto this podcast and i really love it is that there seems to be a movement where women seem to accept now that turning 40 you're coming into a different stage and it's like it's, it can be exciting it absolutely can, it can be like mm, this, and liberating yes yeah. moving we, yeah. on.
0: The, this is like women over 35 yeah is our targeted customer mm, yep. we want all the listeners that don't give a fuck and have decided hang on i'm going to try that like i had my first threesome what three months ago yeah, like did. I'm still ticking mm-hmm. things off my list yeah. right so and my relationship broke up in that fucking year 2020 and yeah. I was you know I wasn't married I was about to get married but I was engaged to my then ex-girlfriend and Mm -hmm. my life fell apart in 2020 as did many many others Mm. I kind of forgot that it was COVID because I had so much going on Mm. but since then I'm a different person like my whole outlook on life myself I always love my sexuality um but I've embraced it now to a point where I don't even I don't sense it anything you know if i'm no, not you
1: say you love being a lesbian don't yeah you? but but, say... if,
0: but i also don't if someone doesn't want to listen to it or if someone's got an opinion it's like awesome don't listen don't yeah. follow you know yeah. like i've got a pretty good following on social media and if someone doesn't like the podcast or if someone's got an opinion i mm-hmm. welcome hearing it and go awesome then just unfollow me yeah you know i drop the word cunt all the time i love the word cunt and for me the word cunt is creator unapologetic nourish thrive it's an acronym Mm -hmm. for me and it's kind of my Mm -hmm. business ethos and i never really said the word "cunt" until my ex had an affair on me like it wasn't a word i used but it was a word that had so it was the only thing i could use when my life turned to shit Mm. and then i've kind of taken that taboo word and turned it into something really cool because i just love the power that a word can provoke so much bent up thought anger you know all these things and lesbian is lesbians do the same thing you can say the word lesbian and people just automatically have this vision in their in their mind or gay or trans or you know it's
2: yeah i love it we're in good company and, and, here and there is power in leaning into the thing mm. that you are meant to be ashamed about absolutely and you refuse to be ashamed about it oh, I and in fact I you go oh. not only do you lean in but you celebrate yeah, yeah. the
1: power in that yeah it's liberating yeah yeah and it's like it is it's
2: cunt power it's like that creative power right yeah you can if you can do that if you can and this is the women i work with as well like one of the things i really want to do for women who are in their 40s and 50s and figuring out that they're into women and they want to do something about it i want to be the welcoming committee i want to be the person there saying congratulations welcome we are so glad to have you in the gang come on in here's your gift bag (laughs) you get a car you get a car you get a car right because previously that has been a source of real shame for them and maybe nobody's ever said congratulations you're sexually interested in women and you've shut it down your entire life absolutely But congratulations like welcome and if you can lean into it and celebrate it you can do anything yeah after that you can lean into all the places inside you that maybe previously have held shame
1: when we come back kiki we want you Mm. to tell us exactly how and what you do with women oh yes would love to okay
0: we can all hear the passion in our voices yes okay so tell us more about what it is specifically that you do you talk about being the welcoming committee god knows Mm. i would have loved that 17 years ago tell Mm. me about how and where and what that looks like
2: yeah so i created she loves her is the name of my community and i created it because when i was in a small town in COVID coming out it was lonely Mm. (laughs) but I kept thinking I can't be the only one and I kept looking for resources I'm a reader I'm an explorer and so I kept looking for my people and not being able to find them even though I knew they were out there Mm. so I created She Loves Her so that the women for me it's throwing down the rope ladder behind me yeah actually installing like an escalator behind me right so whoever's coming up behind me has access to the support that I didn't have Mm -hmm, is kind of the way I the way I view it um and I also have a little bit of experience in recovery rooms and such and Mm -hmm. you know the great thing about aa is like you don't have to have stopped drinking you've just got to have a sincere hope to do it right yeah and so for me to join she loves hair you don't have to have eaten a pussy but you've just got to have like a sincere desire to at some point eat a pussy right like that's just kind of how we're working yeah um and there's a few like there's a few different things i do a lot of what i help women do is strip away the stories they have been told Mm -hmm. about what it means to have same-sex desire to be sapphic Mm. and to write some new stories for themselves and really to get in touch with their desire Mm. and it is wild to me how much I say to women because I also I do a course right I have a five-week course that I do with women to help them it's the deep dive to help them kind Mm -hmm. of come to terms with what they're feeling and figure it out for themselves and and part of that is desire and it's wild to me how many women when we do the week on desire and like what do you really want no limits no boundaries what is it the amount of women who are like I have never asked myself that question yeah, actually yep. I did the things I was meant to do but I've never really asked myself sexually what I want mm, it's so sad I- yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's so liberating when they finally do. It's really exciting. So they um, join and, They join your course online?
0: Is this something you do with women around the world? Yeah, yeah,
2: I, I do. So I have a few different things. So we do the course, at the moment we do it on Zoom because mm-hmm. they're face-to-face and being, this is what I love, being in a virtual room full of women that as you're telling their story, every single one of them is nodding. I know. <laughs> it's it's There's power best. in that. There's so yeah. much power in it yeah yep um i also have like a facebook group as well where we have community and, and really where women can practice talking to other women as yeah. well and meet other women like themselves i also do play parties as well awesome. so i do level one and level two play parties um and i do a lot of one-on-one work as well like a lot of women just need a wing woman yeah they do but like as they're figuring it out they just need somebody and they might not have queer community. Yeah. They might be the only questioning friend in a bunch of straight friends. Yeah. And they don't really have anyone they can talk to about it. And so I, I am that person for quite a few so quite es- a few women.
1: Essentially you're creating a really safe space for any yeah. female that wants to question something or is questioning really i suppose yeah and and i think it's
0: you know as someone it's necessary because there's already the gay community Mm. right and it's pretty overwhelming to go from straight to a rainbow parade like you need Mm. a middle ground right it's pretty in your face Mm. i was the only person my brother was gay but he was a guy gay but when i came out i was in queensland and there was no community on the gold coast Mm. there was no gay bar there was no nothing and i definitely had We didn't even have Facebook back then. So I had nothing. I had had my cousin Monique who I messaged and went, "Mm, what does it mean to have sex with a woman because I want to? And she's just like, are you serious? And I went, yep. Like what does a woman mean because I liked a woman. And Mm. she's like, I want to sleep with you. And I'm like, what does that mean? now?" For me to say that out loud just blows my mind because I'm such a fucking advocate for teaching women. But I've lost count, Kiki, of the amount of woman, women that I've helped come out on mm. my platform. So women that have contacted me and gone, oh, my God, I hope you don't mind me asking, you know, and I just always voice messages backwards and forwards. I, I would have helped at least 15 to 20 in my seven years since I've had my Your Art business and mm. I'm really voting. Doing God's work. Doing God's work, <laughs> oh, you know, and normalising it. In fact, I'm going to one of the couples, have they they've both left their husbands, they're now engaged, they're getting married in October. They're clients of mine and they're close friends and they've got my artwork, like it's just a whole massive vulva community and i'm <laughs> yeah. going to their wedding and it's my first gay wedding like the fact that yeah. i'm going to my first gay wedding at 40 i'll be 47 by then blows my mind like it's yeah I, I think there's absolutely a need for what you're doing and i know that i didn't join any of the communities until recently becoming single two years ago because i had no need so i was in a long-term relationship and as someone that found herself single at 44 I didn't know where the fuck to begin and Mm. I've gone onto the existing Facebook groups of Girl Meets Girl and Girls in Brisbane and all that and there's definitely, Becky, for your info and for the straight people listening, there's just this like... I don't know, there's kind of like an undertow, Kiki, correct me, I feel like there's like the hardcore old lesbians that have been flying the flag since they were 20 and they get a little bit like, oh, here we are, like are you just trying it? And there is this mm. kind of like.
1: Well, we we've had people, we've had women contact us to ask you know advice yeah on we have where they can go and yep. is there other groups and mm. so they don't know you know or not everybody knows about these resources which is good it's, it's we need to kind of get oh, it out it's so there.
0: it's yeah there's just so much power in what you're doing and i think mm. you know for people just having someone to even just ask the question like is
1: this normal like I know women. I'd, yeah I'd love it from like I've got four daughters and I'd love to be you know if one of them came to you and said oh, I don't know and I think I'm feeling this I'd love to just yeah. go it's okay I know Kiki let's, yeah let's, yeah. <laughs> do, do you let's get on Zoom do
0: you know what one <laughs> of the things I've always wanted to do which I've never done and I will add it to my repertoire of things that I do because I, I work with clients as well Kiki but I feel like there could be a program, we could do a whole podcast on it, around being a parent of a gay child because Mm. that whole coming out to your parents, what they say, what they don't say, you know, you've obviously got four girls, Becky, I've got two boys and, you know, we've talked before on podcasts, not a lot's changed. I interviewed Becky's daughter who's 17 and it was probably the most alarming podcast we've recorded of the 33 Because I sat there really frustrated that even though 25, 30 years has passed, the men are still talking about masturbation, the women don't, it's taboo. They still use the word gay as if it's derogatory. Like oh, I couldn't believe or fathom, even though gay marriage is now legalised, you know, a lot of the people go, oh, it's done now. It's like, no, it's not even fucking remotely uh, close I think to you, done.
1: you felt everything is still through the male oh, lens, didn't you? I just, it it's hetero,
0: you. hetero, 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 yeah. male lens, hetero, hetero, hetero. So I got really frustrated and Becky's daughter is very similar to me. She's very out there. She's very confident. So she is friends with all the boys. And I'm like, so if you, if the boys, the boys she said the boys would say things like, yeah, Bell it off last night four times and i'm like so what would you say and she's like well i would talk to them and go yeah i masturbated last night as well she said but i would never say that to a girlfriend and Mm. that just fucking pisses me off (laughs) like it's just like we've got so much work to do with our kids when they're young to normalize pleasure um for both men and women but in particular for women so
2: yeah i think a lot of that as well part of the way we do that and look i'm child free by choice so i don't kind of have so much skin in the game when it talk when it comes to kids i think that's why i am a bit more drawn to working with older people in the of in the range of, of spe- sexuality and i think if we heal this stuff in ourselves like if we all have so much work to do because we were raised in this nonsense and we've been swimming in this nonsense our entire lives but to a degree and like especially in the queer space things have changed. Like. I was a, a queer teenager in a Catholic school in Coffs Harbour in the 90s and it was awful. Mm. They kicked a boy out of my school because he was being bullied for being gay and they kicked him in Yeah, out, yeah. right? That's how it kind of worked. Whereas now and obviously in not all parts of the world, but in many pockets of the world, it's not a big deal. And kids openly question this stuff and they openly talk about it and they openly claim their queer sexuality or gender. And so a lot of what I do in my work is help adults learn from the kids, actually. It's Mm. like actually go the kids like so, you know, especially our queer four um, parents who went ahead of us and who did so much of this liberation work. And it does; it has not filtered down all the way. There is still so much more work to do. But the gains that have been made, a lot of them have been made for younger people, which is amazing and exactly think... as it should be. But we can claim that too, us midlife people. Yeah, We no, too I agree. can have a little liberation moment. Right? Yeah, it's we like we reclaim a, it.
1: Yeah, it's like there's a lag, and the mm. the midlifeers haven't haven't had the. Um... The same, I, yeah,
0: and I, I absolutely, and I, I think it's it's very specific to where you live and what school you go to. Like our kids go to a really affluent, expensive school and this is like I'm the, uh, I've been told that I'm the only rainbow family in the school. Now statistically, I can't be, right? But this school doesn't embrace any of it now and everything is mum, dad, mum, dad. The boys aren't even allowed to have their hair long and it's very traditional Mm. and so are many of the expensive schools. And so you're kind of torn as a parent because, education wise you've done the right thing but the values and the morals that my kids have been taught for the money I'm spending don't align with me
2: they don't align with me at all one, um, of, one of my friends her son is actually in an inner in city school in like in a West uh, Sydney school and he just went into high school and you know you have a lot of nerves going into high school what mm. it's going to be like and he was changing schools um, and part of what he said was mom I'm worried I'm not queer enough to go to this high school oh wow I love <laughs> that oh my god <laughs>
0: Okay, Kiki, we are going to throw over to you. Let's talk more about the community in the community and the safe space that you're providing because I I really do hand on heart, if I had had that, I was so broken when I first came out for Mm. 12 months, if not longer, that I I had nowhere to go. So let's talk a bit more about that.
2: Yeah, so safe spaces are so important, right? As a place where people, and this is how I really run She Loves Her, and this is very dear to me, is the idea that we create a space where you can ask the questions and there is no right answers. Yeah. So I always say as well, like if, especially with my my online course, if women go through the online course and the the opening question is, what do you desire? What do you want? And you get to the end of it and you're like, yeah, no, nah, dating women isn't for me actually. Not a problem. Like there's no success or failure. There's no completion certificate for eating your first pussy. It's <laughs> just you, everything is success. If you ask the question, whatever the answer is, is the right answer, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of how I've built the whole structure. And then a really big part of the She Loves Her community for me is, is celebrating by women yeah because by erasure is real by discrimination is real by invisibility is real and there's this and it, it comes from both ends of the community as well like i feel like the straight community is like well, by people are just can't make up their mind mm. or whatever and then the queer community do that too and they and look i do also understand i understand that older Women in the lesbian community have been through some shit, man. Mm. <laughs> like they lived through a time when there was not this freedom and there was not this support, and that—that's trauma. That scars you. Like can, I get can it. Can we
0: can we educate the listeners? I'm looking at Becky's face, and yeah. I, I'm just I'm I want to s- explain what we mm. mean because I don't even think all of our listeners would necessarily yeah, sure. understand
2: what we mean by by like I don't think they understand that. Yeah. so by by erasure and by visibility. And so I think the easiest way to conceptualise that is to think of name five prominent bisexual celebrities. Okay, now name three. (laughs) Okay, now like name one, right? Like Megan Fox. Um, Name five. Drew Barrymore now. Yeah. (laughs) But like name five by book characters or tv hosts or people you Yeah, don't exist doesn't exist their stories are not told um they are not treat that sexuality generally is not treated as a serious no, it's not. genuine real sexuality and yeah. it is I it agree. absolutely is and i i feel like i need to apologize
0: i am the, ki- the i am the queen of owning her shit and i want to put it out there now to everyone that I used to be this person I when mm. I first came out as a lesbian and I would meet someone and they would identify as bisexual I was that fucking bitch that was like fucking make your mind up like you, mm. you one or the other and I used to I used to be really discriminative now this was 17 years ago when we didn't have pronouns and we didn't have the internet and all those things we had the internet but not smartphones I'm not justifying it. It was just a lack of education. But I definitely back then, 17 years ago, when I first came out, was like, what do you mean you sleep with both? You know, and I couldn't Mm -hmm. understand it. That is not my view now. But
1: I think that's all part of this whole, I don't think that makes you a bad person. It's like I, as a straight person, could look at, you know i think it's very interesting like because you've been married to a man kiki you've been married to a man so somebody else could make that assumption oh well aren't you by that you know like if you've married Mm. a man and then yeah and definitely definitely a lot of people have asked me yeah and i think this is where we are i think this is kind of in a nutshell where we've landed right Mm. now is that we do need to have these conversations and because that is something i'd ask nikki and i did um one of our early podcasts on um Questions a straight person would ask a gay person. Oh, Ooh. she failed all of them, by the way. <laughs> She, she,
0: uh, who's the man? You know all the questions you don't ask Elizabeth. It's because, it's one of our
1: most listened to episode, by yeah, the way. Yeah, because this is what I'm saying. This is where you we know, are. You don't know, no, and no. until we have mm. these conversations, which is what this podcast is all about. Correct. It's about nutting these things out and having these conversations, having. conversations. You know, You're like And this off.
2: is something I do for my women as well. Like the one of the really important things for me around again coming back to safe spaces mm. is that I create a space where Nobody cancels anybody. There are no stupid questions. You cannot offend me. You cannot upset me. Like, ask away. Like, whatever Mm. you need to know. Go ask. It's
0: fine. Yeah. And
2: and the same with 17 years ago, potentially you didn't have as much information or understanding about bisexuality Mm. as you do now and you live and you learn. And me 17 years ago, I didn't know what a non-binary person was. I don't think I knew what a trans person was then. And now I do and I do better, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And mm. and you know, the primary reason for why I before I met Becky, before I met Becky and we did the podcast together, the whole reason for me wanting to do this was because I was shamed my whole life for talking too much. You <laughs> think Nikki, you should think hear that. Nikki, you should think before you speak. Nikki, you should this. No, you can't say that. You can do this. And then all of a sudden, When my life changed so much two years ago, I went, fuck you all, this is who I am. I'm now going to fucking make money and make a career out of doing the one thing that everyone's been telling me not to, and that is to have an opinion and talk about it, which is why it's called Your Say, because we want to welcome people like yourself and anyone from any walks of life to get on here and have their say about what they're passionate about because there is nothing more i don't think there would be much worse than like suppressing what you really want is mm. the
2: worst type of pain we all do it hundred percent do it and we haven't even touched on co- compulsory heterosexuality yet let's talk about which that. Is- the major thing I work with women okay, around, which I could. Oh god, can, can we
0: come back? I wanna, we're going to come back and we're going to talk yeah. about that one because. Yeah, great. Oh god, I've got my flag
1: so high right now. Okay, Kiki. Now I watched your um, clip, which is on YouTube. Everyone, we'll put it in the notes. Um, yeah, we will. We'll link it um, on the Vagina Diaries. Vagina conversations. Yes, yeah, yep. sorry, I don't know why I want to call it vagina diaries. I called it that. <laughs> it does sound oh, good. <laughs> well, maybe we need to invent them. Um, <laughs> my first question, actually, is we had. Do you call it vagina or vulva? Yes, because
0: we. I got, a I've got a bone, I've got a bone um, to
1: pick with you, Kiki. It's a big
0: contention subject mm-hmm. because I always called it a vagina, and mm-hmm. then I learnt about a year ago from. I'm sure you're familiar with Ali. She runs the Pussy Palace and drives around Australia. The Mm -hmm. vagina is just the canal, whereas the vulva is everything, including the clitoris. So I call it a vulva and I've changed everything I've ever done where I've called it a vagina and now Mm -hmm. I either call it a pussy or a vulva. (laughs) But I'm wondering, you
2: reference it as a vagina, so I'm just curious of what your take on this whole thing is. Yeah, well, look, the vagina conversations and the naming of that actually comes from what, what the vagina it's a play isn't it, it it's is. a play yeah and yeah. so the the show that I spoke at started out as an original doing of the play and over many years uh, the amazing woman Zenith who runs it decided hold on why are we telling somebody else's stories when we have our own stories and so now she invites nine vaginas every year to come and tell their stories. Ah
1: I see. So brilliant.
2: There's a heritage thing there. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Yeah. When
1: I was listening to that you did talk about compulsory heterosexuality and it interested me you were talking about how we are as women, as daughters, as girls, we're brought up to kind of worship men, um, fear them, um, we're kind seek of validation seek from validation them. Seek validation with it, to please them, Yeah, you know, and it fascinates me. Talk to us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, so co- so I'm going to refer to it as compet because it just is easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but compet, yeah, really is the idea that from the time we are little, mm. the only option that is presented to us through our families, our cultures, our societies, our media, everything is heterosexuality. You yeah. are a woman, one day you will be a wife. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll be a mother, but you'll definitely be a wife, mm-hmm. right? Like. And so it's this idea that that is the most important thing. In fact, potentially the only important thing that a woman can do is be chosen by a man. And it doesn't matter what douchebag man chooses you as long as one does. And that will be more important than any achievements or any internal experiences you have. On your own journey, in your own life, none of that is quite as important as a man going, Yeah, I'd like to marry her, actually.
1: Yeah, it's like my we're wife. all told that that's the day we've dreamed about forever is walking down Little the aisle princesses. in a wedding dress. Yeah, yeah.
2: And here comes the prince. And if you've ever read the original Grimm's fairy tales, they are dark, my friend. <laughs>
1: <Like, laughs> They're they just
2: dark. And so, yeah, but it's like this Disnified version. Yeah. And it's in all the rom-coms, it's in all the books, and it's just so pervasive that for me it's a little bit like the matrix and the taking of the the real taking of the red pill it's not incel nonsense it's when women wake up and realize that actually we've been swimming in this our entire lives to the degree that we haven't even been able to see it 100%. until the day we do when we step back and then we see it
1: well, everywhere let's look at our generation let's look at some of the big films um pretty woman ri- written by a man about a sex worker falling in love with him Mm. You know, Would I you mean, mean, how through the male lens all is of Any,
2: all of any rom-com. Any the, the, rom-com, yeah. that woman's life starts the day that the dude finally accepts her. When he doesn't rescues doesn't matter her. that she's successful or whatever. It's all about will the man pick her. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Look, and
0: this this was why I married a man. I married a man because… This is why I married a man. I married a man because <laughs> I was ticking the box. He didn't hit me, yeah. he didn't drink, and he didn't smoke. So I married him. Mm. You know, like yeah.
2: that was how low my fucking bar was. And, and I think… This is why when people say to, to people, women later in life who are lesbians, who, who state their, their sexuality as lesbian, who were married to men, this is how we got here. This is how strong yeah. compet is, that you'll do something kind of potentially against your own self-interest yeah. just because it seems like the right thing to do. And it may take you years to wake up from that yeah. and go, oh, God, this isn't me at all. Yeah. Oh my goodness. How did I get here? You've just conformed. And and this is what I like to say to women as well. This is like part of the freedom I like to give women is to understand that often we internalize things, right? So to go, this is not necessarily mistakes that you made in your own life or whatever. This was actually done to you. Mm. This is a structure that has existed for roughly the last 10,000 years, that has worked really hard on every level to make sure you did what you did. And so breaking through that is incredible yeah it is can i can
0: i I share one of the most uh it's probably one of the most angry moments that i've had my ex and i had been together for about a year or so and she'd had a nine-year relationship with a, a girl as well and we were down in her hometown she came from a country town and we were down there at the local pub And we were meeting everyone now there's two parts to this story first of all i obviously met her parents they were lovely we'd gone down to the local pub and it's you know small country town everyone goes to the pub on a friday night when i met her parents best friends the guy likes he's he's eyes nearly died when I shook my, my hand. I was like, oh, hi, I'm Nikki. I'm Christy's partner. Oh, I shouldn't have said her name. I'm her partner. And shook the hand. And then, you know, he's shaking the hand back and his eyes are just like beaming. And then his wife's are beaming. Anyway, the night progresses. And later on, she says, I'm really sorry, but when we met you, we didn't know that she was gay. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, we didn't know that. And I'm like, but she had an ex-girlfriend of 9 years. Yeah, but we didn't know. We we, we we and they actually had made up a male's name for her ex, so whenever they would go and visit her, they were pretending that she was with a man. It blew me away, absolutely blew me away because mm. this was for 10 years. Anyway, later on in the night, I met a couple of the of her parents other mates. Anyway, we were sitting there and as I walked off, I heard them both go, "Yeah, it's a waste, isn't it? They're so pretty." it's a waste. It's a waste. It's a waste. Like this, this was older men. They would have been in their late 60s pushing 70, probably, probably 70, right? Yeah. And they literally looked at me and her and we were attractive women and they were like, yeah, it's a waste, isn't it? I yeah. fucking like it took all my strength to not like make a massive, massive scene about it and I did make a scene with my ex about it. It was like I can't believe it and her dad was involved in it and it was just Oh, and that, that's comphet, the idea that women belong to men. Correct, correct. Yeah. And I yeah. just can't, but and, I, what, can, what yeah, I just couldn't believe that even their daughter had been out for 25 years, mm. still not accepted it.
2: Mm. And this is why you hear, like, it's a real joke in, in the Sapphic community, the idea that, like, in history documentaries, there's a story of, like, a pioneering woman and her friend. And they <laughs> lived together for 25 <laughs> years and they're buried in the same grave and we'll never know if they were actually dating will we yeah, exactly. never know we could <laughs> never know and it's like yeah we know
0: <laughs> it's it, you know it's really
2: interesting though
0: it, what i find it, it still blows me away and and i do i get really passionate and frustrated mm. about this is there's a tv show you wouldn't know it becky but you might it's called the l word which was you, you know, don't
1: make um assumptions, assumptions. sorry <laughs> I straight did. people Nikki. have you watched right. the l ha- have say. you watched the l word just hang on there becky, with your assumptions have you watched the no. l word there you go
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of the best tv shows ever they've recently bought it back and it you know it, it's, it's kind of like the initiation into the lesbian world you watch it and it is it's amazing and they just bought it back a little bit like they did with sex in the city so they bought it back and then they had First season, second season. Anyway, it didn't get renewed Sex for Sex in the third. City
1: is another one I find actually quite offensive. Anyway, go on. Sorry.
0: Exactly. But this is the only, so they had a wedding on the second generation just recently and I read a fact on one of the Women's Liberation things that I follow and it was the fifth queer wedding that had ever been shot on TV. Wow. Right. And I was like, oh, fuck off. That can't be right. Like that can't yep. be right. You know, and I've watched all the lesbian films because I'm a TV addict. And so I went back through them all. It was, right, five queer weddings have been shown on either TV shows or or movies.
1: But let's talk about, you know, coming from a straight person's um, point of view as well, the male lens, the male gaze again, 80% of directors are male. You know, oh, know, which is mm. why a lot of this happens. I hate to say, mm. And compulsory heterosexuality
2: is a part of patriarchy. They mm. absolutely connect to and support each other. Yeah, 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 totally. Oh, mm. Kiki, there's so but many. We're cool- still in the same lifetime. Like, I know she's problematic, but we are still in the same lifetime of Ellen DeGeneres losing her job because she came out as a lesbian. Yeah, like, exactly. and the shock and horror and mi- around that. And that's in our lifetime. Like, yeah. we remember that.
1: Yep. Oh.
0: Okay, so we've already just decided, guys, off air that we'll be coming back for another discussion with Kiki because there's just too many too 100%. Many we, we've, all got, we've all
1: got really het up. Now... <laughs>
0: I, I am really, really grateful for this conversation. But before we go any further, I just have to ask Becky a question. Come on, hit me. Are you just a little bit
1: curious to kiss a woman? <laughs> just a little bit. Oh, uh, I wouldn't go and – no, I'm attracted to men.
0: Yeah, right. Fuck, like, every like time, Kiki, just
1: every time she says this. Not even a few
0: beers around the barrel.
2: No. Do you look, know what? It it's, funny.
0: it's funny though. But you the know, clip
2: wants what the clip wants, The right? clip wants what the clip wants. <laughs> you know,
0: um, I thought it was really interesting, Kiki, in your talk, which we will attach this in YouTube. Yeah, everyone's got to go and watch it. It's amazing. In that you say you've never lived until a woman's approached you at the bar and gone, I'm mm-hmm. taking you home and I'm going to make you come tonight. I have mm-hmm. said that to three women. Like I've mm-hmm. done that. Like I've definitely... Approached and by the all these three, I got turned down and they were all straight, but I could feel the energy. And there's one that then went and found me on social media six months later and now she just watches me and i just know like i know mm. that she's living with regret oh yeah
2: really? yeah, yeah. Didn't oh, she didn't she
0: didn't take the opportunity no, when you she, didn't. It and she didn't
1: grab the ball by
0: the horn she horns. didn't i hope she's listening i hope she's obsessing over me because that's the one that got away but <laughs> when when i was at that topless event it was that night so she yeah we had a moment she was beautiful and i just kept flirting with her and then i eventually just went up to her and said look i've got a hotel room let's just do it. Like I want to take you home and I assure you it's going to be the night to remember. And she was just like squeezing my hand so tight and she's like, oh, I so want to but I just
1: can't. And I was like, fuck. Well, I hope she's listening and she gets on Zoom with Kiki and and works this out. Well, we can talk this through. That's yeah, right. totally <laughs> talk this through. So I-, not, well, I get that blockage. I get the blockage of I want to do
2: it but I'm scared and I oh, don't same. know how and what if I don't know how? Yeah. Ladies, you know how. Same. Like you kind of do need my course but also you your body knows. Your yeah. body already knows how to have sex with another woman. Yeah. Trust it.
0: Yeah oh, it's gosh. really it's really interesting though because at the beginning you don't know. Like I remember my first kiss, my first passionate kiss with a woman. She then was like I want to make love to you and I remember being at my friend's house thinking well I don't know what that means like is mm. she gonna... and I think back then my assumption was that it was sex toys and then it wasn't and then that wasn't something that will happen till later and it was just a yeah there was a whole lot of anxiety around yeah. it yeah I, mm. I mean i adore talking about this i'm really curious is there a common theme kiki with the women that come to you is when i say a common theme common denominator, a comment like they're wanting to come out later in life is there something that you see in most women that you're like fuck, i just wish that they had had the balls to do it sooner or is there like is there something that
2: that's quite quite common look they, they it, that's a really interesting question actually and honestly I never think oh I wish you had the balls to do this sooner I think you do it when the time is yeah ready, true right like and again there's no timeline here there's no right way of doing it the hope is just that you do get to live your authentic self, right? That's what we're aiming to, however that unfolds. Mm. And I think really just the common denominator, because the women I work with come from all different backgrounds and I'm really, um, uh, it's really important to me to make my work accessible. My mm. my work is not just for high-income people. My Great. work is for everyone. So they come from all different backgrounds, all different stories. Some have had marriages and kids, some never have. And really the common denominator is that they're all fucking awesome. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. great women they are all really amazing people who are ready to discover something about themselves and 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 to live that discovery to finally live their authenticity even if it's scary even if they only do it a step at the time like I had one woman who came through the course maybe three years ago and she still she knows what she wants and she still hasn't done it she still hasn't Aww. had sex with a woman yeah but she's working at her own pace Good right that's, yep. okay, that's okay too like yeah you do it the way you got to do it yeah yeah I met yeah. with I met with some women I've got one sorry I've got one that went through the course and like three weeks later marched in Mardi Gras we all move <laughs> at our
0: <own> yeah <laughs> yeah no totally when I was at Mardi Gras I met quite a few. Um, I went to a, a couple of the mm. gay events which I've never been to before there's I, I've had zero exposure to gay bars because I came out late in life and sadly there's just not enough of them on the Gulf yeah Coast. there's not, many. There's not yeah. many anywhere and like I've said before I've found the more traditional type rainbow events that I've gone to it's not really the like-minded people for me Um, Mm. and because I had come out later in life I didn't feel overly welcomed I'm talking about 10 years ago it's not something I've tried recently but I oh I just lost my train of thought then you have a blank. Oh, I've just had a blank. <laughs> I never have a blank. See, I'm thinking about bloody lesbian sex.
2: You were talking about the topless lunch that you went
0: to. No, it's escaped me. It's, okay. oh, oh, it's escape. Oh, hang on. I was, oh, I was talking about Mardi Gras. Oh, I know, tease, no, I know what it was. I've got it. No, I know what it was. has gone all
1: unnecessary. No, as well.
0: I've, I've got it. So while I was down there at Mardi Gras, there was two older women that I was chatting to at some of these events. And both of them, one of them was gay and out, and then two of the women were lesbians but they'd never kissed women yet and one had just got out of a 40-year marriage and you know and then the other one you know and they were petrified but they were excited to be there you know like I wished I knew that you existed then because I Mm -hmm. can remember you know getting on my I, I I see myself as this you know self-educator I do chew anyone's ear off about licking pussy and so I start doing that but I just wished that more people could know how to get in contact with you is your biggest presence on Facebook like where where's the most yeah where's so the best place to
2: reach you there's a few different places I um I, my website is shelovesher.net and mm-hmm. then you can find all my other stuff from there. So awesome. she loves her.net. Um My Facebook group, yeah, is um, She Loves Her Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, follow you on come...
1: Fa- I follow along on Facebook, see?
2: Yeah, okay. I love it. Yeah, they're the main places that people come and find me. Awesome. Um, and then through my website as well, like this is something I offer. If you just want to have a 20-minute chat, Like if you're like, is this for me? I don't know if this is for me. There's maybe some things I need to say out loud that I've never said. Uh, Whatever. You can like just book me for a free 20-minute chat and I'll just hear you out as well, right? Like I'm so happy to be that person. That's great. So, yeah, it's mostly Facebook and my website. And then um, I do these events called Curious as well. So these are my um, uh, tantric parties. So Mm. we do Curious Level 1, which is – Everybody keeps their clothes on, and you just come and get to practice being in a room with women, flirting with women, yep. um, touching women. There is some touch involved, and really, it's especially for women who are like, I don't know any other women like me, and then mm. all of a sudden, you just met a room full of them, and they're all lovely. <laughs> like, yeah. they're all so, great. where
0: where are you located in Australia?
2: So, I do those on the Gold Coast. Oh my god, I'm so yep. fucking keen to meet you in person. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and then we're doing so. The next one of those is July first. Awesome. And then, and you can find out, like, come, come through my website to find out more. And then I um, also, we in September, we're going to do a Level 2 play party, which will get a little bit more intimate and physical oh. for those people who feel like, and you do Level 1 in the afternoon and then you can stay for Level 2 or you can tap out at that point. That's um, so great. Yeah, and yeah. this is, like,
0: it's just, like, this is
2: such a breath of fresh
0: air. You know, everyone, Becky's got a bit, you know, she wants to be a pole dancer, so I'm still yes, yet, I'm yet to find someone to pull that out of you. But everyone's got this, everyone has an inner kink, whatever it looks like. Oh yeah, my
1: inner stripper. Inner I, stripper. I have an inner Ooh. stripper. She's in there.
0: She's in there. I've got That's, to give her a name. I'm gonna pull her out. But I know for me. I've got some friends that can
2: probably help you with that actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. I know for me, I was in a nearly 10-year relationship. And then when it when it when it ended I had to reassess myself once I pulled myself back up and got myself sorted I I had to own the fact that I wasn't sexually satisfied and so Mm. I've got a sex list which I've shared on air before of all the things that I want to do and I've literally been methodically working my way through them and I went out and had my first threesome and I shared the whole story on the podcast and it wasn't for me but I did it and I'm really glad I did it and I didn't dislike it but it's definitely not something I would do again but I've still got things I want to do, and finding an environment to do them where it's not hetero driven is so mm. difficult because I want to yeah. go I want to go to a sex party but I don't yeah. want to have sex with men. And I don't want to go yeah, to a, a it, dirty My sex one.
2: parties are just for women. Yeah, right. So, yeah. so about this. All right. Yeah. Well,
1: I think there is a good time oh. to wrap it up. It is. We are going to have, Kiki, um, we've spoken off air and you're going to be back and we'll tell everyone about yeah, that very soon. So stay tuned, everyone, to hear from Kiki. Oh, Kiki, thank on. you so
0: much. This has been fantastic. We will put all of Kiki's links and everything into our show notes. Yep. But thank you so much and we'll be back in touch.
2: Thanks, Kiki. Thanks, Bye.
0: This episode has been brought to you by Your Art, yourart.com.au, a gallery where you can choose from my artworks, co-create a special piece for your home, or you can get an abstract interpretation drawing of your own breasts. Jump on yourart.com.au. Wow.
1: Well, I don't know. That was a deep dive, and apparently, you, you I learned from that that apparently every time a woman um, licks her first, was he uh, angel, angel gets, gets its wings. wings. I know, <laughs> lickety split, lickety split, lickety split. Speaking of which, we're off to get crumpets. Yeah, we're that getting, was a deep dive. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh god, Kiki I, will be back. Kiki will definitely be back, and I just
0: want to say a special thank you to Kiki for creating a space that's 100% necessary. And one of the things that's really obvious to me off the back of this podcast is we are talking to some really, really powerful women and the underlying message is very similar. It's Mm -hmm. be who you are, be true to yourself, and there's going to be love and acceptance regardless. So I'm gonna be joining them on all the forums and you heard it here first, think of Sexpo, but for the queer community.
1: But don't just leave the straighties out. I follow Kiki on the socials. I'm not, not, not suggesting. I mean,
0: look, Sexbo does have an area for queers, but it's still very hetero-driven. Mm, maybe not. Anyway. Another podcast. That's another podcast.